welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 100. That's right, a hundred episodes of Just Jets. Absolutely love it. We are going to get into a few different topics today. We're going to talk about 100 episodes, where we came from, all that fun stuff. We're also going to get into the last time the Jets won a playoff game, which is the anniversary yesterday, 11 years ago yesterday, and things we've learned from watching the playoffs so far. But before all of that, we got to get into a word from our sponsors over at Manscaped. Cheers to 2022 and resolutions you can actually keep. How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? That sounds pretty good. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to shave or save. That works too. Save your balls this year and make the ball drop into 2022 the cleanest and sexiest ever. Set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code JETS20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's right. 20% off free shipping, anything you like in the store, check it out. Definitely worth your while. So let's hop into the episode, man. Woof. Hundred. Hundred. So a couple of years ago at this point now, uh, I came up with this idea and I was like, yeah, I like doing the Jets videos, but what about kind of doing it, making a podcast out of it? Um, and I wanted to keep it on YouTube. I didn't want to go, just go strictly audio because I just, I, I don't think strictly audio is what you could do. I don't think you could launch one of those in 2019 and expect to have success. Um, and I already had a pretty nice following on the YouTube channel, but I wanted to do a little bit of longer form stuff, uh, and kind of do like topics of the week, uh, which I do obviously in the monologue a little bit and then answer voicemail questions. And, you know, I dabbled with the idea and people have asked me, uh, why don't I do regular just call-ins? And I, I like the structure of the voicemail. So, this is this is it. This is where we've come, and it's worked. We've hit a hundred episodes. We have the sponsor Manscaped for it. We're working on other stuff, trying to grow this thing. And the point is, I just wanted to say thank you for tuning in for a hundred episodes. Um, it's crazy how long I've been able to do this, and uh, the way that it's grown. I didn't expect it to get to this point, but uh, I just feel very very lucky. So I appreciate each and every one of you uh, for allowing me to get to this point. I couldn't have done it without you guys, without the love and support. So uh, it's truly awesome. And I love interacting. And uh, like I said, well, or like you now know, the episode's back on Monday. So call in, get your voicemails in before Sunday. So that's when I record on Sunday evening. And now I'm also a, sp a special announcement. Uh, on Sundays, I'll be streaming at 7 p.m. If you want to hang with me there. Uh, yes, last night or by the time I'm recording this, about a half hour ago. <laughs> Uh, we were on live and the playoffs are on right now. And it was during the 49ers and Cowboys game. So you got my live reaction to the end of the Dallas Cowboys game. Cause what, uh, what the hell was Dak Prescott thinking? Why, why run the ball? And I, I see online that people are like, Oh, they, you know, it's on the refs. They didn't get it spotted in time. No, it was, it was stupid to begin with. Why are you running the ball in that spot? You have the ball in the 40 with what was like 12, 13 seconds left. You have to start taking your shots at the end zone, man. You can't run for 10 to 15 yards and try to get up to a line and spike it. That was dumb. 
That was stupid. Now, I wonder, the same people who said that Zach Wilson was selfish, are they going to say that Dak was selfish? Hmm? I'm looking at you, SNY Post Game Show. What is your take? Do you think that Dak Prescott was selfish for running? He wanted to play hero. He wanted to call his own number, win the game on his back, right? Got to keep it consistent, man. (laughs) Oh, boy. But let's transition into just things we've learned in the playoffs. One of those things is, please, for the love of God, don't run the ball there. That was incredibly dumb. But things that we've learned from watching the playoffs, a couple things. So first game of the weekend, Bengals Raiders. My biggest takeaways from that game, pass rush matters. <laughs> and also the referees, Jerome Boger. Can we ban him from the NFL? I'm so sick and tired of Jerome Boger and his crew. They stink. The amount of flags that they throw and the amount of mistakes that they throw. It was almost unwatchable at times because every single play is a penalty. Every time. It's just, God, it's so unbelievably frustrating to sit through one of those games. And thank God, like, they haven't been on many Jets games recently. But I remember even years ago, I was saying, this guy and his crew, they just call way too many penalties. It's so slow moving. And now the last few years in the playoffs, when he's been on the bigger stages or when his crew's been on the bigger stages, it's been a massive issue. So, uh, yeah, not great. So that's one thing is get Jerome Boger and his crew off refereeing these games, please, for the love of God. Uh, but pass rush is super important. Getting after the quarterback is important. But I want to focus on the Bengals. Just a few years ago, they had the first overall pick in 2020. Okay, that's not that long ago. In 2020, or 2019, the year before, they, were, they bottomed out. They're a bad team. Then they had a rookie quarterback in 2020. And your quarterback got hurt. And it wasn't a great year. But they ended up going 5-11, and 11, maybe. Something like that. They were picking in the top five. Um, it just wasn't, you know, the year that they were maybe expecting. Or not that anyone had super high hopes for them. But just, you went 2-14. and 14, Then 4-11-1. But. You know, a lot of that was without Joe Burrow. And this year, 10-7, and seven, you win a division, and you host a home playoff game, and you win. That's that's what uh, that's the strides that I would like to see. I'm not saying the Jets have to win the division. You're not going to – you're more than likely not going to propel yourself past the Buffalo Bills in this division. But you can go from four to eight wins, nine, ten in that window. There's a path to it. You have four top 40 picks, cap space, a lot of young players. It's not like an aging roster where you're just flipping it over. No, like Zach Wilson should take a step forward. Michael Carter, both Michael Carters should. Quinn and Williams has room. Like there's a lot of different things and scenarios here where you got to be saying that Okay, like that now now is the time. It's okay. You can take your step forward. Like cuz how much longer can you just continue to say like all right, we're we're fine with kicking the can down the road and we're going to add two wins to our win total every year. 
And then by 2025, maybe you're a playoff team. Come on. No, that, that, that doesn't happen in the NFL anymore. There's too much parity. There's too much change in the league to be as bad as what they have for as long. So I would like to follow a path like the Bengals. I think it's important to continue to add weapons to your offense also. Um, things we also learn, speaking of adding weapons, tight end is important. Man, it would be nice to have a tight end. Travis Kelsey's on my screen behind me right now with the Chiefs have the ball on offense. You had Dalton Schultz, who I love on the Cowboys, George Kittle on San Francisco. The the Buccaneers have a few tight ends with Gronkowski, Bright. O.J. Howard's an afterthought, but O.J. Howard, Dallas Goddard played, Darren Waller on the Raiders. Knox had a big day. He had two touchdowns, right? It was a big day for tight ends. Look at hell. Look at the Patriots. They brought in two tight ends in free agency for their young quarterback. The Jets have to, have to sign and draft a tight end. Pick one. Find the free agent tight end that you like. Maybe Schultz resigns. That's the one that I would love, but maybe Schultz resigns. Okay. Find another one on the free agent market that you like. Pay him. And then in the second, third, fourth round of the NFL draft, in that window, draft one. McBride. Ruckert, who is, I mean, his dad is all over it, man. If you haven't seen him on Twitter, I think his dad is trying to manifest the Jets drafting him. And honestly, not opposed. Lindenhurst kid, he's from Long Island. Get him here. Why not? McBride, Ferguson, Kohler, one of those guys, they got to be a Jet. In addition to a free agent. Because earlier this year, the Jets tried to run 12 personnel with two tight ends out on the field. It didn't go very well because Ryan Griffin and Tyler Croft were your two tight ends. <laughs> it's not going to work. That's why they went away from that as the year went on. Thankfully, LaFleur, you know, tried to or, or moved away from it, but in a perfect world, they want to use their tight ends. And sorry, Tyler Croft, if he's anything more than your third tight end, you got issues. Ryan Griffin can't play. He can't play. Daniel Brown. <laughs> Daniel Brown. Trevon Wesco. It's like, dude, come on. You got to give me more there. So Joe Douglas, circle, like in red ink, very high up on your list. One of your things that you have to do is find multiple tight ends for your roster. And last, I mean, I don't know about you, but I had some joy in watching the the Buffalo Bills go to town on the New England Patriots on Saturday night. That was fun. Because, like, I don't know, everyone was talking up the Patriots, how good Mac Jones was, how Bill's the best. Well, it was a little chilly outside, and they, they couldn't play football. Man. Buffalo was just going down on, on, you know, drive after drive after drive. And New England had no answers. The ironic thing is the Jets with the 32nd overall defense in the NFL just the week before played better for three quarters. They were at least in the game. 
most of the way. But no. Belichick defense didn't have enough. Strange. Very strange. Weird. Was not expecting that. I thought it'd be a tight game. I didn't think I thought the Bills would win at the end of the day. It's not like us I, I picked the Patriots or anything, but I thought you were gonna look at a low scoring tight game with two pretty good defenses. I don't know. 24, 17, 23, 16, like right in that window. So a lower scoring game where the better roster and the better quarterback come out on top. Man, could Allen fling it? His arm strength is just, it's impressive. And I was dead wrong about him coming out. And in the first couple of years, I was wrong. Did not want him. Didn't want to touch him. Hopefully Zach has that kind of development because that arm strength is ma- that matters in the Northeast. Does Mac Jones have the arm strength for December and January football in the Northeast? Don't know. <laughs> right? I, I, I don't know. Didn't look good. But I have no... Nothing, nothing else to say about the about the Patriots right now. I, I'm not going to feel bad for them. They deserved a little bit of purgatory, right? Because how good you had it from, I don't know, 2001 through 2020. I don't know. It would be, it would probably be fair if they go another, I don't know, 30 years of struggles like. You, you can't make this deal with the devil and expect it to last forever. So they were a great dynasty. Phenomenal dynasty for years. This is Buffalo's division. This is it's Buffalo's team. Or Buffalo has the best team. Right now, the Patriots are second. Miami's third. And the Jets are fourth. Miami, for some reason, fired Brian Flores. I don't know why, but they did. They look like they're going to stick with Tua. Is that the right decision? I don't know. I'm not a big Tua guy. As long as Deshaun Watson's not going there, then okay. Get him to the NFC. But how about taking a big step forward? Move to third. Move past the Dolphins. Maybe fight to move past New England. And let's see. Be competitive. It starts in the division. Jets haven't won a divisional game since week 17 of 2019 against Buffalo's third string team. (laughs) What are we doing? Got to win some divisional games. And lastly, that brings us back to what the anniversary of yesterday was. Last time the Jets won a playoff game. The 2010 season. Some January... 16th, 2011, 11 years ago. And a lot's changed in those 11 years, as I'm sure you know. But what were the keys on those teams? They had good infrastructure. It was built through the draft and supplemented in free agency and trades. Think about it. 2006, you add Mangold, Ferguson, Leon Washington, who was there in 2009 and then wasn't there in 2010. Um, Brad Smith, Eric Smith, right? You had a lot of key guys on those teams from that draft class. 07, Revis and Harris. Again, home runs. 
staples of that 09 and 10 team, but specifically in 2010. <clears throat> then you go out in free agency. You add to it. You sign Alan Fanica for a couple of years. Damian, you add Damian Woody. Guys who've been there before and played at a high level. Bring in Antonio Cromorty. You trade for Braylon Edwards. You trade for Santonio Holmes. Dustin Keller was a draft pick that, I mean, a huge part of those offenses in 2009-2010. Thomas Jones in 2009, free agent, free or a trade. They might have traded for him, actually. Sean Green, draft pick, 2009. Huge, huge part. LaDainian Tomlinson, veteran edition. I get it. You have to continue to build the core through the draft, but you got to supplement it too, which the Jets haven't been able to do. That's part of the reason why they missed the playoffs for as long as they have because they can't get this core figured out. Whether it's in 2015, the closest they've been to being back to the playoffs, it was a veteran core that had a, a night, a fun run in 2015 that fell short and then imploded the next year. And then the rebuild went so poorly because of bad drafting and you missed on the quarterback. 2021 class looks good. 2020, not so hot right now. Hoping that Makai Becton comes back and, and plays at the level he did as a rookie and, and saves it a little bit. But again, I'm going right back to the amount of picks that you have, the amount of draft space that you have, and the amount of flexibility you have. Excuses are running short. It's a big, big offseason. Huge offseason. And there'll be a ton of talk about what they should do in the draft, which free agent they should sign, and we'll break all that down. Don't you worry, but it's, it's just... It's crazy to think that the last time the Jets made the playoffs or won a playoff game was 11 years ago yesterday. In a way, it feels like forever ago. In another way, it doesn't feel that long ago. It doesn't. Like, those teams, they don't feel that long. It, it Again, 11 years is a long time, but I was, I was 15 years old as a sophomore in high school. I'm 26. I have a full-time job. I have my own health insurance. Like these are things like uh, massive changes happened from a 15 year old to 26 years old. And I'm sure you listening to this, thinking back to where you were 11 years ago, you go, man, lots changed since the, since the Jets last won a playoff game. They have the longest active streak in the NFL by a country mile. The Denver Broncos in 2015 is the only, is the second longest. significant it's the jets uh three four five year gap and the rest of the league enough is enough please so i I just again wanted to talk about it because that that moment was my favorite moment as a jets fan i'm sure for the younger demographic that's probably going to be their answer also i'll never forget where i was i'll never forget that game for as long as I live. Braylon Edwards touchdown, Santonio Holmes touchdown, Sean Green icing it, Rex Ryan running down the field, David Harris interception. 
Ladanian Tomlinson touchdown in the flat. Mark Sanchez balling out on the road after beating Peyton Manning the week prior. Beats Tom Brady on the road in his own building when you lost on Monday Night Football a few weeks ago. What was it? 45-3, 40-3, something like that. An ugly, ugly Monday night game. Well, again, lots changed. I would like to get back to moments like that, please. I don't want to talk about this team being bad anymore. Don't. I don't want the offseason to have to be our Super Bowl every year. Because, as I said, I was 15 in 2010. The first 15 years of my life, completely different from a Jets fandom. They went to three AFC title games. Not, not that I remember 98, but playoff team 98, 01, 02, 04, 06, 08, narrowly missed the playoffs. And then 9, 10, we know what happened there. They were good in my childhood. They were a good team. Always in the mix. You had a couple clunkers. 03, injuries. 05, similar. Uh, 07, injuries. But, man, 08. Well, really, I mean, early 2000s, like 01, 02, 04. 06 was fun, too. Um, but then you had that stretch of 9, 10, and a little bit into 2011. And then December 24th, 2011, right off a cliff. You all know what happened that day. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't. It's just how how much, how much longer can we possibly do mock off seasons and and a mock dress where you have a billion picks. I'd rather be breaking down right now what the Jets have to do in order to win their playoff game. Or why why they why they'll win the playoff game or reacting to a huge moment in a big game or complaining about a call in a game. Like really what they play but complain about a call in a game for what? If six wins in the last two years. They're not there yet. I want them to be there. Or at least pretty damn close next year. I don't think that's asking a lot. Let's get to voicemails. We don't have that many this week, uh, with the change, I guess, and no game, maybe that threw it off. And I was a little light on videos, so it's gonna be a little bit of a shorter show, but we have three calls that we're gonna get to. Chris in Ron Conkham is up first. He wants to talk about Jets positives. What's up, Matt? It's Chris from Ron Conkuma. What up, dude? I got a great feeling about this team. This team is moving forward. So all the Jets fans and all the haters better watch out. Because next year, the Jets are going places. I'm not saying we're going to be Super Bowl contenders. I'm not going to say we're going to play off bound. But we're going to give the Bills, Patriots, all those people a run for the money. This team is improving. Back is improving. Defense we worked out in the draft. I don't really know. I don't really follow the draft. Or I don't know who's in there, who's not. Only listen really to you. So whatever you say is good. I hope they get. But as always, <laughs> gangrene, mother. <laughs> I love it. That's phenomenal. I love it. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they're coming for Buffalo just yet. Buffalo has a really, really good roster. The sad thing is. Pretty much going into 2018, they were in similar spots, but they had a better coach and better GM and ended up having a better quarterback. And it worked. They won 
how many games in 20, 2018? Not a lot. But they took a step in 2019. They made, a, they made the playoffs. 2020, bigger step. 2021, sure, regular season wasn't great, but they won a playoff game. They're going to play on the road probably in Kansas City, depending on how this game goes. Uh, no score yet, but... Yeah, it's we're running. I'm running thin on patience. I think a lot of Jet fans are. So they better, they better take a step forward, and they better be competitive. Because again, I'll, I'll say it again: they haven't won a play uh, playoff game. We know when the last time they won a playoff game was. They haven't won a divisional game since the end of 2019. Been far too long. Travis, what do you got, my friend? Hey, man. What up, dude? Travis from Ohio. Hey, buddy. Happy 100. Thank you. You rock. I've been there since almost the very beginning. Watching along, paying attention, and you're the man, buddy. Anyway, uh, congrats, and just wanted to say that um, everybody else copied off of how they would fix the Jets after your... After you basically broke the internet and uh, <laughs> broke the internet, come on now, how you would do it. Everybody almost mocked your mock of how you would do it. So you were the first I know because I was watching them all and definitely you rock. Love you, buddy. Here's to another hundred thousand more <laughs> i hope and, so and uh go just back <laughs> thank you travis really appreciate it as always i hope so i hope that in 20 years from now youtube is still a thing and i'm still able to do this and i'm still you know creating content for for jet fans and re myself really but um it means a lot i really do appreciate all the love and support um there are a lot of good ones so far. I watched Ryan's from Jets Talk 24-7. I, I loved his. I know Green Bean. I'm rocking the Green Bean shirt today, by the way. Um, I know Green Bean is working on his. Um, And there's some other stuff. Like Jets X Factor I know has on their site. Um, their like off-season simulator thing. Uh, which that's a really cool idea. People have been tweeting me their mock drafts. I love it. I love it. It's uh, it's a lot of fun, and man, like yeah, I I did mine first this year, I guess. But it's I don't look at it as like a, a copying thing. It there's I think everyone should be doing mock off seasons and trying like how how you would fix the team or what you would do to improve because that's where you're at right now. There has to be massive improvements. So I love that we're talking about this now. I think it's the perfect discussion point for the off season. And I love seeing all the different, I don't know, the, the different sides of it, you know, because I have my takes on what positions I think are important or what kind of things need to happen. But it's, uh, you know, not everyone feels the exact same way. So we'll see. Didn't, uh, Pittsburgh just scored a defensive touchdown. Chiefs minus 12 and a half, not looking too hot right now. But it's Pat Mahomes. I'm not giving up hope yet. And they just complete a big play to Tyreek Hill. So there we go. Thank you, Travis. I appreciate you as always. Last one, we're going to do Vinny and Peak Skill. Uh, closes out strong, Vin. What do you got? Hey, Matt. It's uh, Vinny from Peak Skill. I wanted to talk to you after watching the wild card games this week. One, 
my God, it's comical how much the Patriots fans have fallen into the abyss since Brady left. But that's not really what – but that's a topic for another day. But the real thing I want to talk about is the importance of this offseason. Because after seeing the Dolphins fire Brian Flores, after watching the Patriots get absolutely humiliated on national television, I believe with a strong offseason – we should have no problem leapfrogging them in the division. I hope so. Now, I don't know if in one offseason we can challenge the Bills. That's probably unlikely, barring, you know, some massive regression there. But look, Flores was the big thing behind the Dolphins turning it around this season. I have no doubt in that, and I feel they're due for regression. And the Patriots, they blew their load last offseason. All that money spent in free agency just to get humiliated in the wild card round. Mac Jones does not have the wow factor at quarterback. His own fans admit it on Twitter repeatedly and act like they don't need wow factor to win when you have a quarterback with serious wow factor already in your division. And not to mention, like I said, that defense is terrible, and now you're asking Bill Belichick, who can't use free agency to bail himself out because of all that money, to now have to replace them all in the draft, something he has very much struggled at since 2013. So with a strong offseason, if we get this right, we can get the tight ends, we can get that second edge rusher, we plug up the linebackers and get some safeties. I have no doubt that this team should be able to get to second place in the AFC East. That is all, and go Jets. I hope so. That's got to be a goal. And that's some, you know, it's semi-realistic. I think it's optimistic, but it's semi-realistic. It starts with having to win some divisional games. You have to. You can't go 0-6 against your division every year and expect to be competitive. Can you go 3-3? and I'm not even saying 5-1 and or have a winning record, but 3-3? and in the division? Mm. Yeah. Fine. Split with... How about, even this. How about just split with Miami? Can we start there? Split with Miami and New England. Go two and four. Because that'll put you a hell of a lot closer than 0-6 would. Think about it. This year, if they go two and four in the division, they win six games. And if, like, I don't know, their defense showed up for one more game on their list, then they're at seven, which I think is where most people thought they would be anyway. Win two or three divisional games, please. I hope it's more. I hope it is, but I'm even just setting it the bar low at that point. But we're on the same page, Vinny. And I think most Jeff fans are. They want to see some, some form of competitive level. I don't want the team to be done in November. I want them to be the in the in the hunt graphic in week 15. Picture this. It's a cold December day, maybe the week before Christmas. And the Jets are getting ready to take on their division rival, Miami Dolphins at MetLife Stadium. It's a cold day. Both teams are 7 and 7. There's 2 weeks left. They flash the graphic on the screen. 
and both the Jets and the Dolphins are right, right now, you know, the in the eighth or ninth spot trying to get up to number seven to make the wild card. Is seven teams from each conference too many? Probably. I think the six was very nice. I don't, I know they're winning right now, but being subjected to another Ben Roethlisberger start wasn't pretty or isn't pretty. And I don't, uh, we had to watch the Eagles too. I, I don't just, I, I know it makes the league more money, but I don't, I, I, I prefer the six playoff format. I thought they had it perfect. Um, I just want to be in the hunt. We're fantasizing about being in the hunt. I want to be in that graphic in week 15 or week 16. Uh, I guess, right? If it's a, a, an 18 week season now, week 16. Oh, that was a cool little shovel pass from Mahomes. Sorry, I'm like reacting to the game as it's happening too. And I know it's going to be way after the fact for you guys. So I'm going to stop that. We're going to put a bow on this episode. I know it was a shorter one, but I kind of figured that because it's a short week. We just did the show on Wednesday and now transitioning to the Monday. Could have skipped the week, but really wasn't looking to do that. Um, So please continue to pepper the calls. Uh, We don't necessarily have to worry as much about things expiring with with the games because... Uh, I, I know like sometimes w- when I recorded on Wednesday, I would have people call in on, you know, on or when the show went live on Wednesday, I would have people call Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and stuff like that. Um, and with during the season with the number of calls, a lot of them, they they were already old or, or expired by the time it was time to record again. So don't really have to worry about that. But I'm, I am excited about the off season. Uh, and I am excited to continue doing this podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, I'm Matt O'Leary. I'll talk to you next time.